everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on the Charisma Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to. Um, thank you so much for subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing this. So many testimonies and feedback we've been getting about this show blessing so many people. And so I want to make sure I have as much time today as possible for my guest. And so I want to dive right in, but this show is called Awaken Podcast, Ephesians 5.14. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The Lord is breathing on our hearts. The Holy Spirit is awakening us so that we could see who Jesus really is, what he has done, who we are in him, the tools and the resources we have to make a difference in this life for the kingdom of heaven. And so we are embracing that. We want to walk that out here on this podcast. And so today I have a great guest. I've been listening to uh, King and Country for a while, their music, you know, their, their previous albums, man, I've, me and my wife really love their music. And so it's an honor to have Joel Smallbone on the show with me today. So King and Country is one of the, uh, the music industry's most respected duos. Uh, Burn the Ships album, which is one of my favorites, debuted in the top 10 of the Billboard Top 200 album chart and has since propelled um, to several consecutive number one songs, including Joy, Together, and um, the song God Only Knows, which was an 11-week platinum hit. And so Joel and his brother Luke Smallbone, they're committed to numerous efforts with human trafficking, um, as well as blessing children that are in need around the world and, and so much more. And they have a new album releasing. It's coming out the beginning of March. It's entitled What Are We Waiting For? And today we'll be talking a little bit about the songs on there. And there's some songs that are available on Spotify right now, but I believe there'll be a full release coming up here soon. And they're doing a 34-city tour this year as well, which we'll talk about. But Joel, thank you so much for joining me today. G'day to you, Michael. And uh, thanks for having me, man. And thanks for the, such a such a lovely, uh, thoughtful introduction. You've really, uh, you've really, <laughs> you know your stuff. Hey, man, I do my research. research. Yeah, but it's not only the research, man. I've been listening to your music for a while now. And so um, it is an absolute mm-hmm. honor to have you on and speak to you. I love your heart for the Lord and and how you magnify him in the world. And so um, before we dive in, you can give me the short version. I don't know how long the long version is, but I always like to hear a little bit about how my guest encountered the Lord for the first time, where this journey began for you. And then let's talk about your album. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm originally from Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, were born in Sydney, uh, moved to Brisbane. Luke and I, two of seven kids and, um, Australia is a very post-religious, post-Christian country in general. You know, the, the, kind, of, the kind of attitude to a, a t- traditional Australian is sort of no worries, mate, you know, mm-hmm. eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die sort of sentiment. <laughs> and and, it's, and yeah. it's a beautiful country in, in, on so many levels from, you know, topography to the uniqueness of the animals to the climate and so on to it being part of the Southern hemisphere and sort of, you know, hidden away uh, down there. And so um, it sort of creates this little uh, cocoon of um, utopia. And, um, but by contrast, Luke and I and our family were very fortunate to have grown up in a, a very faith filled home Mm-hmm. Um, not only with our parents, but sort of generationally, our grandparents, great grandparents, and, and so on, really passed down to us. Beautiful. And uh, so that's really uh, my my faith journey, if you will, started in, inside 
the small bone um, residents, I, I kind of made my own sort of declaration um, when I was eight years old, as, as did Luke when he was was eight. And but it really, you know, uh, my because I'd sort of grown up in, with familiarity to it, my my um, journey really started then. It, and and it was less of you know, you d- I didn't have. I'm not the tattooed pastor, you know standing up on stage talking about my, my radical conversion. It was just, yeah. this was sort of a starting line of faith. And it's been really cool, you know, to take, go from there and sort of journey with, with, with God um, and, and, and journey in faith and sort of see different aspects of God throughout uh, my life. And, and so, yeah, here we are. That's how it's sort of short version <laughs> how I got from there to here. Yeah, I love that. I know you released a song from your new album entitled What Are We Waiting For? But the new song um, was entitled Unsung Hero. And I figured this is a good transition point to just talk about this briefly because, I don't know, the song really ministered to me because my parents are just having their 50th anniversary. I remember my mother putting oil on my head, praying over me, reading the Bible, sharing the Bible stories with me, dragging me to church. And my dad got saved when I was 14, but he got radically saved and he um he was a huge part in my development as a christian and so i've so much respect for my parents they've left a incredible spiritual legacy for me my family our kids and so it really resonated with me i'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah it was actually to, by way of confession when we were working on the record luke had come in and said hey i, I want to write a song uh, about dad um, dad manages us and similarly, I, my parents have always, almost been married for 50 years. And, um, and I remember saying in the studio, Michael, I said, uh, he said, I want to write a song about dad. And I said, I don't really want to. I said, <laughs> but, I, but, I would love, but I would love to write a song about mom. Sure. And so we actually, you know, this is the, this is the kind of compromise of, of duos. We actually sort of put our heads together and we wrote it from two different angles, really. Mm-hmm. And, and it really became a, a song about parents. It became a song about you know, uh, surrogate parents. It became a song about grandparents. Anyone who sort of filled that role of of protection and raising you up in the way you should go in, in your life. And and uh, so we were just awfully proud of it. Um, a guy named Davida, who does a lot of the Coldplay orchestration, was the one that sort of led the charge on on orchestrating it. And um, it, it, I think the sentiment obviously is about our parents, but. The, if you pull back, we live in a, a time where it's very individualistic and, and it's sort of becoming very isolated mm-hmm. in this time of therapy and, and looking at trauma from our childhood, um, which are all really good things. Don't get me wrong. Therapy and looking back and dealing with things. What I, what I think can happen is we can sort of throw the baby out of the bathwater and, and in some ways. Mm-hmm. sort of crucify our parents who were just doing their best, you know, in, with the abilities that they'd been given to raise us. And so what you lose in that is this real sense of honor and this real sense of raising up those who've gone before you. And, and this was an attempt to really honor our mom and dad and, and um, you know, sort of shed light on so many others who have gone before us and sacrificed so much uh, to bring us all into uh, the, the the people that we are, and so yeah, kind of a kind of a hallmark centerpiece of the record, I think, is, is unsung hero, and <laughs> excited to see what kind of life the song has. 
songs like that really resonate with me personally because I'm a father. I have a six-year-old little mm-hmm. girl. I've got a three-year-old little boy. Congratulations. And um, yeah, I just never want their story to be, you know, he knew a lot about the Lord. He knew the scriptures. You know, he went to church. He was able to yeah. preach. But then I didn't live it at home. I want Jesus to be the center of everything I do. And I want so badly for my children like mm-hmm. like you and your brother to receive an impartation of faith, to see life lived out spiritually. And um, songs like that really choke me up and inspire me a lot because I daily want to challenge myself to be that for my kids. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that grow up with father wounds, mother wounds. Maybe they didn't have the best picture of what a mother and father is. But at the same time, God brings mentors, spiritual fathers and mothers in their lives, someone they could look up to, someone they could have an example in. And then also our heavenly father wants to love on us and comfort us and console us and bring that healing to us. He could be what a human being can never be. And uh, he makes up for our shortcomings. Even the best fathers have shortcomings. Best best mothers have shortcomings. And so God wants to make up for that as well. And so anyway, man, it's a beautiful song. I was really touched by it. And um, in general, your album, you know, so it's entitled, What Are We Waiting For? There's there's a theme that I got. And hey, you know, this is coming from your heart, you and your brother's heart. But I kept thinking of 1 Corinthians 13, where the Apostle Paul, he says, um, you know, now these things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these things is love. And that scripture was really resonating in me as I was listening to the album, because so many, your songs are imparting faith in those who feel weak and broken. You're imparting hope through a lot of these songs on your album where people feel like, hey, there's just no way out of this mess that I'm in. Um, you know, you're imparting all these different things, love for people who feel like they're unlovely. And so I don't know, that's just something that I got. And especially you're kind of calling the church to like, be, be who you are. You know what I mean? That's, I feel like that's, you know, what is, what are some key elements that you, when you were writing this album, like even in that name, what are you waiting for? Like, what's the theme that you really wanted to dispel in this? I love that you pulled so much of that from it. Um, it's always interesting. Like I said to you before we started this interview, officially, you're you're one of the first people I've spoken to that's actually listened to it as a body of work. You know, yeah. uh, folks have heard the singles or certain songs, but 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 it's really we're still making records that we as a as a snapshot of where we are in life um, as brothers, as musicians, as as Luke's father, as husbands, and so on. Um, so to start with, going going back to Unsung Hero, it is a familial record you know there is very specific songs written about family dynamics and things that we've walked through but then i i think it's also a um sort of a global family album um if you kind of pull the lens back you know we have we've just walked through a really interesting and and in many ways tragic but a very interesting time in human history uh that i've not faced in my time and that is we have this global suffering now where no matter your creed or your color or your affluence level, um, you have walked through um, a common suffering where every single one of us can say, my, you know, I lost so-and-so or I was impacted by this or this dream wasn't realized or I lost education because of this virus or whatever mm-hmm. else it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a real opportunity in that, Michael, to, to look at it and go, hey, we're not all that different. You know, we might see things different way. We might even believe different things, but but we've just walked through this thing and it can be a very uniting, um, a very uniting concept. And so um, it is a, it's a, it's a really a, a letter 
a love letter in some ways to our, our sort of global human family and asking, posing a lot of questions, you know. Um, and that question, what are we waiting for, is really um, built around this idea of, okay, we've kind of all been stalled. We've all been, we've all been stationary. We've all been put in a, in a holding pattern for a couple of years now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But there's still great opportunity to, as you well said, to reach out in love, um, to show a bit of faith, to show a bit of hope. I mean, look, if faith and hope and love aren't hallmarks when we're facing tragedy, then they're just fair weather friends. And I don't know if that is really the way it's meant to work. I think faith and hope and love are meant to show up when we're pressed. And so that question is a, hey, to, first of all, to Luke and me and beyond, um, let's get going. Let's start living, even in the tragedy, even in the hardship. Let's mourn through it. Let's weep through it. Let's let's find joy on the other side of it. And let's unite because we have this common suffering again that we've never had in, in really in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge sense of unity and harmony. Mm. And, mm. you know, you have songs on the album entitled Unity and Harmony and Together is another song that's on the album. But, you know, in this time, the temptation, what the enemy would want to do would be to divide us because of our differences, mm. Um, mm. you know, to to put a stake in between us, a wedge in between us, you know, based on our faith, based on our belief systems, based on our color, based on where we stand politically. The enemy would want to divide us right now, but you're calling the body of Christ to a place of unity of, hey, we're in this together. We're not that different. Let's rise up. Let's be the body of Christ. And I think of scriptures like in Isaiah where he says, arise and shine for your light has come. And there's no better time. And I love how you said this. You, you know, this is, this is my way of saying it, but in, you, you, you highlighted that faith, hope, and love. It's the best time for these things to be illuminated and shine where there's the most hopelessness, the most darkness, light shines the best mm. when there is darkness mm. encroaching and, and, you know, we get saved and we encounter the Lord oftentimes when we come to our weakest and most broken moment, you know, there's been moves of God throughout the centuries when cities have been engrossed in, in the worst darkness um, you know, times of plight, times of hardship. And so anyway, this is definitely the right time and hour for an album like this. Yeah. And I, and I would even take it a step further, Michael. I'd say, yes, of course, you know, as fellow believers, it's, it's, uh, there's been so much division, really nonsensical division. Yeah. In my mind, at least. Um, I understand when you get to the root of it, everyone's very passionate about beliefs and positions and, all the rest of it, but um, it's still very nonsensical when you when you pull the lens back. And I think the the whole concept of us uniting um, as a body is is so that we can reach out. But while ever there's sort of this infighting inside the family, if you will, um, it's not. I don't think it's a great uh, witness or a great um, you know example to people that. No one's looking for words anymore, I don't think. No one's mm. looking for, you know, uh, everyone's got more access to most profound thoughts through podcasts and literature than they've ever had. I think what people are looking for more than ever is um, people to actually live out their, their belief system. And, yes. you know, so if we're, if, we're, if we're toting that our main man is about, you know, love and acceptance and, 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 um, 
really being proactive and um, reaching out to those who are different from us. But yet they're looking at us going, well, they're not even doing it inside their own family. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's not too many, you know, worse examples of, of uh, the proof of, of, of the love of God living inside us if, if mm. we're um, sort of enacting that way. So, yeah, I think it's, you're right. It's a, this is an album of let's ask this question, but then let's also look out a bit further and go, hey, you know, we've got we've to be outward focused and not just, just inward mm. focused. Yeah, man, that's really good. Jesus said that the world will know us because of our love for one another. They'll see Christ-like love mm. flowing through us, and the world mm. will say, "There's something different there. There's something different about that person. There's something different about this movement here." When they see the life of Christ manifested through us, and that does not mean that we need to agree on every single thing, but that just means that deep down we have a greater foundation. It's Christ, the Rock, and we could agree on that—that that He is the Messiah. And 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 in fact, um, you know. Arguably, it's it's that we don't agree on things, but yeah. we can still coexist. You know, some yeah. of the earliest, some of the earliest gatherings of of you go back to Jesus Day, where these these it was such a segregated, separated time. People would look at uh, these church gatherings and they would go, "Man, if that group of people <laughs> can be hanging out with that group of people." When there's when there's speaking of heritage and history, when there's there's generation after generation of, of um, backstabbing and, and uh, misunderstanding. And, but if they can get together because of some commonality, this is radical. And so, I, you know, I do agree. They'll know us by our love, but, but actually it's in the differences, actually in the, the, us setting aside and going, hey, I'm, I'm going to humbly come to the yeah. table and say this whole thing is a bit of a mystery. That's where I, I think the, the, um, the, great, the great witness, if you want to call it that, is found for for other people you know a hundred percent and uh one of my favorite songs on the album is actually the last song um i like so Mm -hmm. many of the songs on the album but the last song is called benediction and so many people you know this is releasing before the album actually comes out in full but this little taste i guess what it's about but um benediction for me is a very yes. intimate spoiler song. spoiler alert spoiler right. alert spoiler. i'm sorry I, if, if that's not the <laughs> no, right I time love it. But, i love it i love it okay good good i don't want to overstep but uh benediction is a very intimate song um directly mm-hmm. to the father and i believe it's saying like lord i want to be the answer to my own prayer like this is what i desire this is what i believe this is what i crave and i want to be a minister of that i want to i want to release this in the world but lord do it through me my heart's yours. I'm yielded to you. And so tell me a little bit of the sense that you got when you were writing that song. But to me, it kind of beautifully summed up the album. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, we, when we craft these pieces, we always want it to feel like a, a, a journey that we're taking you on, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And this album was really unique because we, we actually wrote and recorded it in, in a uh, chronologically or, or um, just time frame wise in a shorter amount of time than ever. But that was partly because we were, we were home for most of last year yeah. um, because of the pandemic. And so it really created this very concentrated, um, uh, clear train of thought um, as, a, as a record as a whole. So it starts with this song, Relate, and really just poses this very initial question of, you know, um, if we do look and act and think and vote differently, can we still relate to one yeah. another? Mm-hmm. And so you sort of walk through the song and it's this kind of social, spiritual, familial storyline. 
but but as as beginnings are important, endings are really important also. And so benediction was really important for us to basically, in in many ways, just have a prayer um, at the end of the album to to culminate um, and just say, hey, you know, I think one of the one of the opening lines is like, if if you can if you can hold the universe, then you can hold me too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you can love the sinner's heart, then you can then you can love mine too. You know, yeah. these ideas of um, I'm in need, but, but at the same time, like you said, this, this, this raising of the hand and saying, Hey, choose me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sign up. I want to humbly come forward and say, let me be part of the reconciliation. And, and um, so, yeah, I, I love that you love that. Again, this is an interesting moment in time for me because you're one of the first people to listen to it as a whole mm-hmm. piece. But um there's nothing worse than listening, you know, watching a f- film or listening to a whole record and going, oh, that was cool, that was cool. And then it ends poorly. <laughs> and you go, well, that that's a bit of a shame. You know, you know, yeah. you watch that film and you're all in. And then the last three minutes, you're like, wait, what just happened? So for us to get to the end of the record and for you to go, oh, that that's a real nice culminating piece. That's that's an encouragement. So thank yeah. you, Michael. Yeah, no. Um, thank you for letting me have a little bit of a foretaste of the album here. And I feel like for me, I used to I, I j- albums are a journey for me. You know, nowadays mm. with Spotify and all the different ways we release music, we hear a song here, a song there, and then boom, we get the album. But for me, I love listening to it from beginning to end yeah. and kind of seeing where it takes me. And so I've been that way for for a while, but I yeah. just love. And I would like to, I would like to specifically thank Adele for fighting the good fight with her last record on Spotify, because we, we were always pulling our hair out because those of us that would create these records that were meant to be consumed as like a 40 minute, you know, hour piece. Yeah. You'd never get that on Spotify because it sort of auto shuffles the record. But I love that she went back on this last album of hers and said, Hey, Spotify, let's, take that out and just make it so you can listen to the album from top to bottom. So that's another real, to your point, a real special thing for all of us who like to, 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 to take it in and listen to a whole piece. Uh, thanks to her. We're, we're able to do that again now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're here in February. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, album release, what people should expect. And I know you're going on a, a large tour this year as well, um, mm-hmm. releasing a lot of this yeah. music. So tell us how people can connect and a little more about that. Yeah. Well, look, we, this is our fourth studio record. Um, we're just a few weeks uh, weeks away from celebrating 10 years as a band, if awesome. you can believe that. Our first album was released February 28th of, of 2010. And um, so that's even part of what we've got rolling around the back of our mind. We, we take you know music and the responsibility and the opportunity of it more seriously than ever. So like you said, we're doing a 34-date uh, tour uh, this spring title, the, it's the, what are we waiting for tour, uh, with Dante Bo, who's a, a friend and just a marvelous, uh, artist on the rise. He's actually nominated for five Grammy awards this year. Incredible. Amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. So excited to have him out. Uh, unity, one of the songs you mentioned on the album, another spoiler alert, uh, features Dante. And so we're, we're going to look forward to performing that live as well. But, um, we've got the tour in place. We're doing something else. We're doing a, a, a basically Nashville, you know, very exclusive, um, uh, fan weekend where the weekend before we're bringing in 400 people sadly it's it's already sold out which is very kind got people coming from all over america got people coming from australia to experience it so mm-hmm. that'll be thrilling and then one thing we we're talking about doing is is just um creating a bit of a special like a live special where because um what the pandemic showed us is we can reach out to one another you know through 
the video screen or through live streams and whatnot and really um, connect. So yeah, man, there's a lot, there's a lot at play uh, with this release. We're really suiting up and gearing up. um, I think for hopefully a a very impacting year of touring and promotion and, and really getting these songs and these sentiments out to the, to the world. Yes, it will be. I believe the Lord's on this tremendously. And so let me ask you, is there, I'm going to put a link here in the description section. Is there, people just look up King and Country. What's a good website or one-stop shop for them to look at all the different tour dates so they can make sure they're there? Yeah, yeah, man. Go to, uh, go to kingcountry.com and it should all be there. In fact, if you, you know, speaking of listening to music and chronological order and being a fan, um, we're, we're, we're signing a load of uh, compact discs uh, if you remember years ago in our cars, you'd have a little yeah. <laughs> slip in the, the console there and yeah. you would slide in a little saucer uh-huh. and it would play music, you know, sure. uh, but we're, 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 I think we're, we're selling them for $5 and we're shipping them to you for free. So we're sort of shipping to them to you at a loss just so you can have a physical representation of, of the music and the artwork and all the rest of it. So make sure if you go over to forkingcountry.com uh, that you jump over to the store there and grab one of those CDs and we'll send it. If you get it in time, we'll send it to you on the day of the release. So it'll show up uh, on, on March 11th when, what are we waiting for releases? That's a little fun, yeah, little fun yeah. trinket for you. Oh yeah. For the true diehard fans, we'll have to pull out the old radio, you know, and get that going yeah. there in the home. That's good. No, I like that. It's, it's authentic. It's good. And so thank you so much, Joel, for joining me on the show today. Um, it's been an honor. It's a blessing. I really believe that the Lord is, uh, is going to do a lot with this album. And so awesome, hopeful, hopeful. What thank a great you, year 2022 is going to be. Amen. And love to your family and your little ones, um, to your wife. And, and uh, thank you for uh, having us on the show as well. I, I know it's a big thing to, to have a guest uh, and, and allow us to speak to your people. So we really appreciate it. Awesome. Absolutely. Anytime for real. So thank you so much. And for those who are tuning in right now, I'm going to put the link in the description section so you could uh, easily access, you know, King Country's website as well as anything regarding our ministry and Awaken podcast. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed, encouraged, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you